Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Finally, the new album Rally Cry is available. From it, Relentless, Arkells on FM 96. And look who's joining us on the phone. Max from Arkells. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, great. man. Well, obviously, we're doing great. Uh, at, at FM 96, we got to say we are honored that we helped inspire uh, that song, Relentless, on the new album. Thank you. I'm, I just want to play it for everybody who may have missed it, but uh, we noticed that you put a reference to FM 96 in that song. Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're our kids from the neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Yes. Take you me know, back to 96. Exactly. You know, sometimes you're scrolling the radio dial and you get up to 99 or 101 or 104, but you got to take me back. Take me right back to 96. <laughs> How are things going, man? Brilliant uh, marketing uh, plan, by the way. Releasing an album the first weekend that marijuana is legal in Canada. Well, you know, we like to get all of our ducks in a row. We wanted people to enjoy it as as best as they could. <laughs> Did you guys even uh, think of that when you were planning the no, the release honestly, date? No, we didn't. It was sort of like actually, I don't really think we realized until like last week. We're like, oh yeah, this is going to be a big week in you know Canadian history. So, no, but it, uh, we've had a good time rolling out the album, and I think yeah, this this week there's just been like you know a, a lot of people excited for various reasons. <laughs> Well, Arkells have, have been very creative in getting the fans pumped up for this thing. Love the billboards that you guys put out with the, the hotline number, the American Screams hotline. You had fans calling you, leaving you phone messages, and you guys were actually calling them back. What were some of the uh, most interesting calls you uh, received through that? Oh, good question. I mean, the, probably the most interesting, there was a few people uh, that weren't happy with the billboard. It was like sort of like, real Trump people were like, get the hell out of my country. We don't want you around here. Because <laughs> you put it up in Buffalo, right? New York? Yeah, it was in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think there was, um, for the most part, people were just like really nice. I think it's like one of the, the cool parts about our job is it's like, you know, people are generally just sort of in, uh, rooting for us. And uh, that that's always a nice thing. So, yeah, it's, it's been fun. You know, it's like we heard the statistic that it's like from um, a music publicist saying that like, Every day, there's like three thousand new songs like released out to the bloggers and stuff. And we're like, oh my god, it's so staggering amount. So for us, it's like we work so hard on these tunes, and then the next step is like, it looks like a fun way to put them out and to be creative about it. And we actually kind of enjoy it because it all comes from conversations we have with each other. It's never like anybody telling us what to do. It's, it's always, not some agency it's or something like that. No, no, no not not like that at all. It's always like what, we always kind of go with the idea. It's like what would make us kind of smile or laugh. And like, what can we have like a good time with? And uh, that usually is what leads us. How was the karaoke thing in Toronto? You invited fans out to sing karaoke with you. Well, this is it. It's like you know, it's like we have that song "Only for a Moment" that has a lyric about singing karaoke. And then um, we heard like about a month ago that a friend of ours was at a karaoke bar in Toronto that had a bunch of Arkells in the bank. And I was like, oh wow, like. That's actually kind of amazing. So we went to that karaoke place. It's like one of these classic um, Chinese karaoke, or maybe start Korean, I think, on Young Street. And um, and yeah, we invited everybody there, and we had a party. And I always put myself in the shoes of, 
you know, when I, when I'm a fan of another band, I always think, well, it would be a cool experience, you know, to be able to, uh, to do something with a band and sing karaoke is definitely one of them. That's got to be a moment where you feel like you've made it when your songs are in the library at a karaoke bar, Max. It, it's true. You know, it, it's like one of those things, it's like, you know, when you hear your song, you know, at a sports game or it's just kind of cool. It's like you, you put out this music and you never know exactly where it'll end up in the world. And, and, you know, we've had some of our songs being played at first dances at weddings and we've had them played at, you know, uh, at the Super Bowl and like so yeah at karaoke bar though I never thought of that one and it's uh, yeah it's awesome yeah you, you grow up you have these bands you love that are the soundtrack of your life and to suddenly be the soundtrack for other people's lives must be pretty neat Max from Arkells is on the phone with us what's your go-to karaoke song oh good question I mean I feel like anything from like the um, if, if you really want to have a good time like from the BS like Backstreet Boys to like Britney Spears or the late '90s pop music I think that that is a universal thing that it can bring down the house but also I do like um, don't want to miss a thing Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Armageddon soundtrack speaking of first exactly. dances that was like my first dance song that I would in grade there seven you or go. eight you know um, <laughs> speaking of you know we we mentioned earlier in this interview uh, it's a big week uh, this week. Uh, we being legalized, uh, your album coming out. It's also the anniversary of Gord Downey's death. And I read an article that uh, your new song, Relentless, uh, some of the lyrics were actually inspired by Gord Downey. Yeah, you know, the songs come together in bits and pieces, and we had been working on that song and kicking it around, but didn't have a chorus. Um, the last, last fall when we were on our Ontario tour, actually just like the day before we played in London, um, the band was in Kingston for a show, and, and Mike and I, went out for a beer with Paul and Guelph from the hip and, and we, we've come to know Paul's family pretty well and they've always you know the whole band's been really supportive of us we've, we've toured across the country with them and it was really nice to catch up and Paul was reflecting on his, on his time with Gord and just the friendship they had and the reverence they had for each other and even when Gord was, was unwell he still really wanted to perform and, and I loved that hunger and that passion for, for writing and performing music and Paul said, uh, ever since I knew him, he was relentless, like a dog on a bone. And I was like, oh, that is like the coolest thing ever. And Paul is like the coolest guy. Like he's, Great he's guy. so effortless. And uh, yeah, and a lot of our lyrics are, are from like me having conversations with people smarter than me. And I go, oh, that's really smart. And then when I write you hear, down on my phone. Is that what you do? You <laughs> take notes in, on your phone and you just save those and go through them later, uh, later on when you're That's exactly paper? what I do. I mean, I, whenever there's an, I, a theme or a lyric, or sorry, a theme or somebody something said, like I, I write it down on my phone and then when I'm sitting at a piano, I can kind of source it and see what kind of matches the tone of what, what I'm doing musically. Max from Arkells is on the phone with us. New album, Rally Cry. People have been wondering, when can I get it? When Today is the day you can uh, download or go buy a CD, vinyl. Um, tell us about the new album. What are you most excited about people hearing on this thing? Uh, you know, it's like we're always trying to push ourselves and I think... I think about you know my favorite artists, whether it's Bowie or The Clash or Beck. It's like the ones that can kind of do anything, and and they their audience is along for the ride. It's sort of like the spot we've always aspired to be. So it's like you know every record feels a little bit different. We're trying different things, and we know at the end of the day because it's the five of us performing, it's going to still feel like the Arkells. And um, you know for this record, it's like ten songs. We really wanted to think about um, how to make an amazing album experience, but also 
how they're going to fit into our set list because we spent so much of our time on the road. And there was definitely moments in the studio when we had a breakthrough where I'd go, oh, this is going to be the point where I dance like this, or this is going to be the confetti moment. <laughs> right <laughs> and, on. And like, so we, re- we really do think about it holistically, where it's like, you know, the, the song needs to be itself really, really strong. And then the next step is like, okay, how do you, how do you dress it up and make it sound interesting and make it sound relevant for, for 2018? And, and how does it play into our you know, rock and roll sensibilities? Well, Max, call us back when you're ready to announce a, a tour. We want to hear about you coming back to London, Ontario, to see how you dance to these new songs, okay? Well, we're announcing Canadian dates literally at 10 a.m. today. Um, we, London, because we just were in London in November, we're not going to be there, but we're going to be up the road in Kitchener and Toronto. So, okay, uh, we'll take so, it. So, so book, book, book a road trip, yeah. Okay, second leg of the tour, swing back around here, okay? Of course, of course, yeah. All right, uh, Rally Cry Special. You want to hear more from Arkells tonight on FM 96, 9 p.m. You can do that. Max from Arkells, enjoy uh, the weekend and uh, continued success, man. Thanks a lot. Great chatting, guys. Take me back to 96. The Taz Show presents the amazing mayoral race. Yes, here we go. We've got our final uh, leading candidate for mayor of London in studio with us here. Paul Pilato, very nice to meet you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I've been seeing your ads have been popping up on uh, my social media feeds. We're there to intrude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've seen your signs all over London. Yeah. I've got a good team, so it's been a fun process. uh, I'm glad it's coming to an end, though. This is your first time running for public office, correct? Actually, no. I did it uh, about uh, 20 years ago in Chatham just as a councillor, but that's the first time going for the brass ring and the first time here in the city of London. Well, you know, it's actually a, it's like a fancy necklace thing. They don't give you a ring. No? Okay. The, the mayor right. gets like a big, right, well, heavy chain that yeah. they have to wear. Yeah, Still I, brass, though. I, I understand, <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm not entirely sure I'll ever wear that thing. <laughs> What's uh, your neck strength like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been anything unexpected uh, running for mayor the first time? Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the... Th- People have been actually wonderful, the vast majority of people, but there is a visceral social media side out there that uh, usually attacks before they actually understand, and I guess seeking to understand is not necessarily the first step of getting your social media Twitter account going, but but apart from that, it's uh, overall, it's been an amazing experience. I've met some wonderful people throughout the city, and this is a fantastic city, great potential, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, we've got to get it moving, and we've got to get it punching above its weight class right now. I think it's there. we just got to get it there. When you say we got to get it moving, you don't want to get it moving with BRT or another candidate who is against the BRT plan, correct? Well, I changed my mind this morning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I, I, you know, I, I certainly, I certainly don't, uh, I don't support the current BRT plan, but I've got a much more ambitious transportation plan because I've got a much more ambi- ambitious vision for our city, and I think, uh, I think if Londoners tune in, I've got a very good chance of winning this thing. What is, what are, what are the big <clears throat> issues for you, Paul Pilato, in this election? It's always been about job in the economy because that's the way we're going to create the prosperity we need to pay for all of the services that we're looking to do in our community, be it whether it be transportation or or dealing with some of our struggling and most vulnerable people in our community. Uh, it's all about jobs in the economy. It has to be a primary focus. It really hasn't got the attention, I think, in the, in the ongoing debates that we've had, but that's going to be my focus. And if elected, my job is to help people find their uh, jobs and find their dreams and, and live their aspirations, not just for themselves, but for their families. We've talked with most candidates 
that have come on the show about the uh, homelessness issue. And if you walk through downtown London, you're seeing more and more people lying on the sidewalk, asking for change. There's uh, crime concerns in downtown London. Do you have a solution to that problem? I know you were on the police services board for a while. Well, I push very hard, and I've been talking about it throughout my campaign, including yesterday, which is around social housing. We have to get these people some places to live. Uh, We've got a massive uh, deficit in our social housing requirements, both current, both with the current situation as well as just the demand. So my focus will be on getting these people some roofs over their heads so they can start to deal with their trauma, be it uh, poverty, be it home, um, um, mental health, or being a drug addiction. And so I've got a plan around that stuff. I've worked very hard to position it. I know how I want to get it done. It's just a matter of giving me the job and giving me the chance to, to start driving this home. Have you heard, I don't know if this is a rumor, but there's people talking that uh, Toronto is putting people with with issues on buses and sending them to London, Ontario. Oh, I've heard this too, yeah. Have you heard anything about that? Actually, I know that there are a number of people in our community that are living uh, here on, on our streets, frankly, that have come from other spots. And one of the things we're going to have to do is figure out a, a humane and empathetic means of, of finding their way home. Uh, London is a very, very welcoming and very generous community, but we right now are overwhelmed with the problem, and our tax base is not in a position to be able to service not just our problem, but all of the regions issues, so it will be an area of of focus for me as well. As someone who sat on the police services board, I'm interested to know what you think. Uh, Dev just had this in his news, so it's why it's on the top of my head here. The fake homecoming and the issues with the partying around Mm -hmm. Western. Mm -hmm. This is something that is going to need to be addressed in the city of London uh, sooner than later, because if not, people are going to start dying. I'm very familiar with the situation. We've tried approaches of accommodation. You're absolutely right that it is now um, becoming imperilous. I'm not comfortable with everybody dumping it back on Western, and that's not just just because they're my employer, I don't think it's just a Western problem. It's a young people's problem. My commitment is we're taking back that street next year. If I get elected, we are taking that street. We are closing that street. We are only going to make it accessible to residents of that area. And the party's going to have to move someplace else. And then when they move it someplace else, we're taking that back that street back as well. I am fed up with that particular problem. Londoners deserve better, and this is no longer tolerable. We're taking back that street. Do you like to party occasionally, though, yourself? Do you like to have a game? I'm afraid so. Five you got years away, Paul Pilato goes there at 6 in the morning, starts partying in the street, <laughs> makes the kids uncomfortable, and they go somewhere else. I'll, I'll be there at 6 a.m. I'm That's taking back the street! What, what do you do, Paul Pilato, for a good time? When you're not working, how do you kind of cut loose? Well, I, I have to tell you, I'm a big fan of martinis. I'm not going to deny that, and uh, <laughs> certainly a glass of wine now and then. I can also tell you that come Monday, win or, win or lose, and I don't think we'll actually know the outcome Monday. I certainly am going to find my way uh, close to a bar and uh, spend some time taking this all in. It's been quite an exciting ride. And when I when I wake up on Thursday or Friday, hopefully we'll have a result by then. <laughs> what about a meal? What would your victory meal be? Your, your favorite food? Oh, it's got to be spare ribs. There's no doubt about it. I, I'm a spare rib free fanatic, frankly, and I think I'm quite the aficionado at it. And usually If I pe- become mayor, rib fest is every weekend. That's right. That's right. It's certainly going to be at my house. So uh, it's something I'm, I'm a big fan of and I, I love those things so yeah that's uh, that's my Achilles heel no 
question. What about music? When you're driving in your car, song comes on the radio, what do you crank up? I like country music. I know that sounds a bit uh, odd, but I do like country. It's nice, plain spoken, uh, real real people uh, living real dreams, you know, about dogs and tractors. and, and they're, uh, they're all fake city guys and, pretending and, they're country guys. And, and They've drink, never driven a truck. And drinking beer. I mean, <laughs> what's wrong with that? So, yeah, no, I, I enjoy my country music. And we, we have to ask all candidates this question. We started with Tanya on Monday. Do you have any tattoos? I do not, but I'm thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) If you win, you're just going to get that uh, mayor chain tattooed on your chest. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That'll save me a lot of time. That's for sure. Yeah. Paul Pilato wants to be the mayor of London. He has agreed to run the amazing mayoral race obstacle course. I have? I'm sorry. (laughs) Get out in the hall. The Taz Show presents the amazing mayoral race. Here we go. Paul Pilato is out in the FM 96 Great Hall with Jim Kelly. Jim, how's Paul looking? Nervous? He's he's looking pretty confident right now. I mean, he doesn't he has a full suit on. Not necessarily the best thing to run an obstacle course in. <laughs> he's ready to dance though. Now, Paul, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of what this obstacle course contains. The first step is shaking Chelsea's hand and then kissing her baby that has the GoPro strapped on it. Then you'll follow these arrows to the two by four that says budget on it. That's your opportunity to walk across the two by four, AKA balance that budget. You run in front of the couch over here, then get these balls tossed at you. These are the scandal balls. They have scandals written on them, like racist tweet or affair, DUI, all that good stuff. And uh, you run by here by Devin Peacock behind the podium. Answer the hard-hitting question. Back over to this ribbon. Cut it with the giant novelty scissors into the studio. Photo op with Taz. Are you ready, Paul? I feel good. Okay, Taz. I think we're ready for a countdown here, brother. Here we go. Amazing mayoral race. Paul Pilato. Three, two, one, go! Good to see you. Baby. Baby. God bless you. Okay, here we go. Great Drop kiss, the right on the right on the camera. A couple times because I want to make sure the budget is balanced. All right, here we <laughs> he go. went back and forth yeah, on that balance beam. I'm not working out. Jesus, he almost ran towards the scandals and then purposely dodged them. Devin Peacock with go. the question: What will be your first act if you're elected mayor of London? I have no answer for that. Oh my goodness, a disrespectful <laughs> answer to Devin Peacock, but he's used to it. Snipping the. Ribbon now, very efficient, nicely done, gently placing the scissors down, back into the studio. I think Paul's for just going for up. time. Paul's just going for a time here. And hey, there's the camera. We got it. You know, I know he doesn't uh, doesn't support the PRT tags, but that was pretty rapid. That was some rapid transit out the there, Paul. What's the number? What's the number? We need the number. Guys, we have a new record. Forty seconds! Forty seconds. <laughs> Ignore the media, how effective that can be. Why is everyone come in here and dump on the media? I don't know. <laughs> You're not the only one. Somebody should have come in and like, kissed up to us. That would have yeah, been a yeah, nice yeah, nice yeah. change Could of pace. see something like we're doing the Lord's work or something? No, you guys are very, very important to the community. I value you very much. You buying that? Yeah, why are you winking and why are your fingers crossed, Paul? Paul Pilato wants to be mayor of London. His name is on the ballot Monday. If you like what you hear, you may want to vote for him. And you can find all the candidates running the Taz Show Amazing mayoral race videos online, Taz Show blog at fm96.com. Thanks, Paul. Good luck Monday. I appreciate it. Went to the movies. Checked out Bad Times at the El Royale. Have you heard of that one? I've, I've seen a trailer for it. It's yeah. at a hotel or something like that. 
It's like a hotel or something like that. In like a horror movie? No, it's not a horror. It's kind of a... You know what it reminded me a lot of? Like a 90s Quentin Tarantino movie. It, it, a lot of movies were Quentin Tarantino-esque in the 90s. And I haven't seen one like that for a while. But it's a bunch of different plot lines and then they all kind of come together as the movie climaxes. Jeff Bridges is always fantastic. He's in it. You got uh, Liam Hemsworth. No, Chris Hemsworth. Which one's Thor? Chris? Chris, I think. Chris Hemsworth, who, ladies, is shirtless the majority of the movie, (laughs) making me feel very body negative about myself. (laughs) (laughs) He is the ripped man on the planet. This guy is so muscular. He's... And he wears his jeans down. You know when the super ripped guys, they wear their jeans basically down to their pubic line? Yeah, you get the V going. Yeah, they, so he's got like the most ridiculous V and there's this scene, he's shirtless and he's he's dancing yeah. uh, towards the camera with 42 abs somehow. Like Silence of the Lambs, but less awkward, yeah. <laughs> slightly. I, I tell you. It made me jealous and kind of excited at the same time. Oh, no, Taz. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) He's a good-looking man. But uh, it it was a decent movie. I'd recommend it, especially if you're a fan, like I said, of um, 90s Tarantino-esque films. The one that's in theaters this weekend you may want to check out, it's uh, the new Halloween film. Mm. Michael Myers is back. And this movie apparently ignores all the Halloween sequels. So if you watch the first one and none of the other movies, you can jump right into this one. Wait, so you mean the first one where the mom is actually the bad one? Or the first one where... Wait, wait. No, no, you, I'm thinking, you're I'm thinking, thinking Friday, Friday the 13th. The 13th. Yeah, there's this the is Halloween. This is Michael Myers. Okay, okay. Escapes from the mental institution. Goes after Jamie Lee Curtis in the first movie. Okay. Jamie Lee, spoiler alert, survives the first film. And she's back as a badass grandma who's been training for years <laughs> in case she ever gets her shot to kill Michael Myers. Oh my goodness. Uh, so she's protecting her family. Badass grandmother protecting her family from a guy in a white William Shatner mask. Okay. Getting decent reviews. I know no, it sounds ridiculous. Not. It is. It's getting decent reviews. If you're a horror fan, you may want to check out Halloween in theaters this weekend. And I hear... Uh, Michael Myers has been hitting the gym. He's got some sick abs now, and he's <laughs> wearing his jeans at his pubic line. So hot. The Taz Show Podcast.